I'm just here thinking about this episode that I recorded today and edited and I was all ready to publish it and put it out into the universe. And after I did that, I just rested for a while, took a nap, and I ended up watching this documentary on Frontline about Ukraine. And I realized after I watched this documentary about how ridiculous I am being and how silly I'm being about making a podcast episode about the changes in Instagram and how they are affecting me and my life and my mental health. And I just want to come here right now and say that I do have perspective that these things that I'm talking about are first world problems. They are in many ways absurd and ridiculous. And to be honest, I'm recording this segment, which I'm putting before the podcast episode. And I'm going to wait a little while and see if I even want to publish this podcast episode. The other thing that I want to say right up front is this is going to be an episode about recent changes to Instagram and how and why and what's happening and all that stuff. And the most important thing that I want to communicate is that our experience of using the Instagram app has changed. And if you're anything like me, Instagram was previously a source of artistic inspiration for you, which if you're anything like me, was a big part of your life and you thought it was super fun. Now, before I get rolling on all sorts of other things, I just want to touch upon some really important thoughts about this. Well, important is relative, not important in like important in, you know, world events or important in long, you know, long term, you know, I don't even know what I'm saying here, but they're just important is relative, just just small importance, not big importance, I guess is what I'm saying. But of small importance, things to note are if you're not having fun on Instagram right now because of the way the feed is or the way you're experiencing the chronological feed, if you're looking at that, then one thing I could recommend is just using hashtag searching. So if you go onto Instagram and you want to look up something like fodder school or fodder school project or art journaling, art journal, handmade book, mixed media art, then you can look at a bunch of really popular posts and get inspiration in any medium or any subject matter. And you can also click on the recent part. So you can just see what's recently been posted in any of those areas. Another thing to do is to go directly to the accounts that you are inspired by the most. And there is a feature called favorites. It's also where the word Instagram is on the top left of one of the home screens. And you can choose at that Instagram word, you can choose following or favorites. And when you choose favorites, you get to choose a list of accounts 
that you really want to keep up with. And I, it's a very limited list. Like it's either 20 or 30. It's just, it's not a lot of accounts. You can't follow a thousand favorite accounts, but you can follow a handful of them. And that might be another way to just make the experience a little more customized for you. So if you're listening to this podcast and my work is something that you find really interesting, you might want to consider choosing my account, willa.wanders, or the account fodder.school. You might decide that those might be in your favorites. They also might not be in your favorites, and that's just fine. But that's another way to just customize your experience. So given all of that, here we go. Here is another episode of Show Up or Shut Up. Welcome to Show Up or Shut Up with Wendy Solganic, also known as Willa.Wanders on Instagram. This podcast features real and raw conversation about the lives of prolific makers. What is really happening behind all of those gorgeous photos of art on Instagram? How we came to be prolific makers? What makes us consistently show up? and the very real challenges that we all face. This episode of Show Up or Shut Up is brought to you by the Willow Workshops found at willowwanders.com. Take a class in how to make your own Willow journals, have fun with a secret tag book, or enroll in our year-long mixed media art experience, Fodder School. These and many more outstanding courses are available right now at willowwanders.com. Hi, it's Wendy. It is August 4th, I think, 2022. And I am going to be recording an episode about the current state of Instagram. Now, if you're listening to this, you may be part of a large community of visual artists who have settled down as a, as a community, as a place for inspiration, just a, I don't even really know what to say, just a, a, a core part of our lives, let's just say, um, for many, many, many years now. And if you are on Instagram at any level, no matter how much time you spend there, whether it's a little bit of time or a lot of time, you're probably aware that a lot of things have changed on Instagram over many, many months. And last week there was kind of a mass hysterical outbreak of outrage about the changes. And I'm here today to talk about what these changes are, why I think they're happening, based on just reading a lot of news articles about it, listening to interviews with the CEO of Instagram, and trying to make sense of it for myself in my own life, because the reality is that for the last many, many years now, Instagram has been a large part of my daily life as an artist, as a creator, and then eventually as a business owner myself. 
and I have really loved Instagram. Now, I know that people can be very down on Instagram and social media in general as a place where people develop really bad feelings about themselves. Like, for example, teenage girls comparing their bodies to other teenage girls, never feeling like their body is good enough, having unrealistic standards about how they should look. These are incredibly, incredibly destructive forces in our society today as far as people's mental health. So as far as Instagram goes, I don't look at pictures of other women's physical bodies and spend any time comparing myself to other people physically. So I am not at this point in my life experiencing the negative psychological effects of social media. My experience with Instagram has been incredibly positive. And I want to talk about what Instagram has meant to me and also talk about how I probably need to let it go and move on. So I came onto Instagram with the account that you now are familiar with, the Willow Wanders account. I called it something else when I first came on. The reason I came on is I had a teenage daughter who encouraged me to do it because she saw that I was doing calligraphy and bullet journaling and she was like, mom, you should start an Instagram account for your art. I'd already been on Instagram for many, many years with other accounts for other reasons, a personal account and I was kind of hesitant to start an art account. I honestly had no idea that it was really fun, that I would find a place where I would be inspired or a place to connect with teachers that I wanted to take courses from. I had no idea what was going on as far as art on Instagram, but my daughter encouraged me to start an account. And I was like, okay, what the heck? I didn't overthink it. I started my account and I started posting photos of the hand lettering that I was doing, the bullet journaling, a little bit of watercoloring. And I really, really quickly figured out that this was a place of tremendous inspiration. And I would spend hours every day just filling up my creative tank because I had been in a creative dry spell as far as visual art for many, many years when I started the account. And so I was kind of like a little bit of a kid in a candy store type situation where I was like soaking up knowledge and soaking up visual information and finding new things for me to explore and, you know, like new directions I could go in, new things to try. I was being inspired to revisit types of art that I hadn't made in a really long time. I was just enamored with looking at people's different aesthetics and figuring out what resonated with me the most. So, you know, everyone only has a, a, you know, a certain number of hours in the day where they're going to be creating art and you want to kind of figure out what kind of art are you most inspired by that you want to, you know, create in that style or with methods that you haven't tried, but you really like that teacher style, so you wanna try those methods. And I spent many years on Instagram just enjoying myself as an observer 
and finding instructors that gave classes that I could take and just, I loved every minute of it. And I loved how relaxing it was, honestly, to scroll through the feed, the feed that contained only photographs from artists that I followed. There were no suggested posts in the feed at that time. And the way that you would find new accounts to explore and possibly follow was one of two ways. So there is the explore page, and that was really actually pretty awesome, just going on the explore page and seeing what Instagram suggested I look at, and then I could pick what I wanted to look at. I wasn't forced to look at anything. I could scroll through the explore page, and if something caught my eye, I could click on it, I could go over, I could find out about that artist, see if I wanted to follow them. And then the other way that I think I probably spent quite a bit of time doing is searching by hashtag. So I remember finding out, you know, about junk journaling for the first time, having never heard that term before, and then looking at the hashtag junk journaling. And it's like very quickly you can kind of figure out, is this something I'm interested in doing? Am I interested in taking courses in this? Am I interested in following accounts that do junk journaling? Could I see myself buying more materials, collecting vintage papers and doing, you know, that thing? And it was like a way for me to decide what direction I wanted to go in at any given moment. And I had years and years and years of just endless inspiration from the community on Instagram. The other thing that I really loved about Instagram was that an Instagram post is really very similar or well, the Instagram posts prior to the age of reels um, were very, very similar to blog posts in the sense that they had a photography element and they had a written element. And I loved not just doing photography and editing photos and making beautiful images, but I also really enjoyed writing a post description. Now, I'm not saying that every single post that I wrote had a thoughtful description. Some of them were just like, you know, here's my bullet journal <laughs> spread for the week. But a lot of my posts are very thoughtful because I am someone who enjoys thinking about ideas a lot. And it was a place for me to get my thoughts out of my head and into some digital format. And then even better than that, next level is communicating with other people about something that I'm going through at the time or something that I'm thinking at the time. And I really, 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 for whatever reason, my personality, my life experience, whatever it is, I really enjoy the engagement and the connection on a platform like Instagram. I have made a lot of real friends there who I've never met in person. Um, I now connect with these friends on the telephone and it's just a place where you can find, you know, a certain level of connection. Maybe it's not the same connection as your, you know, one best friend in life or the people who live near you in your community or your family members. I'm not saying that these connections, you know, rival your closest connections in life, but you can develop some pretty close connections with people over years and years of time. 
where you begin to rely on each other emotionally in a healthy way and connect with each other and check in on each other and truly care about each other even though you've never met in person. And I found that on Instagram and what I really loved about it is, you know, I have my friends in real life and we have some common interests, but with Instagram, my Instagram friends are people that I share a passion with. And there's a whole level of, I guess, connection that we all have with people where we share the same passion. And I really appreciate that. So I have really loved Instagram and really thrived in that environment. And as we all know, Instagram is always changing and evolving. And recently it started changing and evolving at a much, much, much faster pace than anyone I think had ever previously experienced with the app. And I want to talk about what those changes are, what I've learned about why those changes are happening, maybe a little bit of what my predictions are for the future and what my hopes are as far as how I can move forward kind of in a way that I preserve my own, you know, sanity as far as all of this goes, because it could make a person, you know, pretty crazy or upset um, when something that they rely upon so heavily feels like it's being just taken out from under them. Like it does feel a lot like the rug is being pulled out from under me. And I don't know if other people feel this way, if other people have the same sentimental feeling toward Instagram that I have. I suspect that many people do not have the kind of relationship with Instagram and the community on Instagram that I have. I definitely observe that there are many, many incredible artists out there who use the platform as a way to showcase their art but they're not necessarily interested in real connections with people. They're mostly just interested in selling something to people. And while my account did become a way for me to sell courses to potential students, it is still primarily a place where I just want to connect with other artists from around the globe. Um, so, okay, so let's dig into what the changes are, what our experiences have been in the last couple of weeks, um, and where we think that this might be headed. So you may also be familiar with the fact that there was an Instagram account called Illumitati. Um, Illumitati is a fashion photographer And a little over a week ago, she got so frustrated by Instagram and the changes to, you know, the video content becoming so, you know, emphasized on the platform and also the changes in the algorithm that she just on a whim put up a post. It was very graphic and visual. It was just a white background, black text, and it said, make Instagram Instagram again there was some other text on it, something like, we just want to see pictures of our friends signed everybody. And then she started an online petition on change.org, I think it was. And um, her post got well over 2 million likes. And the petition got, I'm pretty sure, over a quarter of a million signatures. I for sure signed the petition. 
And most importantly, her post and the petition got the attention of the highest up people at Instagram. So the CEO, Adam Moseri or Moseri, I don't know how he pronounces it. Um, he, he basically became like the target of everybody venting all of their frustrations and their feelings and how they felt about all the changes on Instagram. And it was 99.9% of the people that were leaving comments on his Instagram posts were people saying, we do not like what's going on on Instagram. This is very upsetting to us. Please change it back. And um, he responded, which was pretty incredible. I honestly had no hope that he would ever respond, but he did respond. And very quickly, Instagram ended up rolling back some of the changes that it had made. So part of the changes that were going on were they were testing this change to full screen I, I can't really describe it because I didn't, I wasn't part of the test group. Thank God. Apparently it was pretty awful. Everybody hated it. Um, it was just different enough and annoying enough that it really bothered people. So they immediately basically just took it down and they were like, okay, we're, we're going to pull back this test of the new way that people view Instagram Hopefully they never roll that out again. Um, I have no idea what, that's not my biggest concern on it. Like, honestly, maybe it would have been a bigger concern of mine had I been part of that test group, but because I wasn't, I just was like, okay, that's one misstep in a, in a long line of missteps that they're making that, um, again, there's just bigger, bigger issues for me. So another one of the, changes that's been going on is Instagram feeling incredibly threatened by TikTok. And I think that this is probably the number one issue that most people understand the best. So I think at this point, everybody knows what TikTok is. And I, I have a TikTok account, but honestly, I don't really like it. So I don't go there very often at all. Um, TikTok is... I'm pretty sure no photography, all short form video. A lot of it is humor and I like humor. I love to laugh, but I like art more. So I'm not like, you know, every day sitting there scrolling TikTok for hours. I might go on TikTok once every other month for 20 minutes. That's about my extent of TikTok. Um, I did try putting up a few videos there. They don't get any traction. It might have to do with the fact that, you know, in order to get traction on TikTok, you have to create a certain type of content. And that type of content is not something I even know how to create. So it probably needs to be funny um, and engaging in a totally different way than I am used to and even possibly engaging in a way that is just not a competency that I would ever have. So I don't, I just, I don't know. I don't exactly see myself becoming that type of creator. Okay, back to Instagram. So Instagram is feeling very, very threatened by TikTok, which I completely do understand and I am sympathetic to actually. 
it's not a popular thing to say, but I do respect capitalism in the sense that I do believe that there are amazing innovations that come out of capitalism. And even though capitalism is a very, very imperfect system, and maybe there even are better systems than capitalism, um, capitalism is the system, the economic system that we live under in the United States. And I'm not a super anti-capitalistic person. I actually have owned and operated many businesses in my lifetime. I understand what it takes to be a business owner. I also have been an employee and I understand what it's like to be an employee. And there is a big difference between being an owner of something and an employee. And I am not opposed to ownership reaping rewards. And I'm not going to go any further into it. Obviously, there's owners of things that abuse it and all sorts of other complications that I don't even know about. But let's just say this. I don't believe that Instagram should function like a charity. And that's really all that matters. So I appreciate that Instagram needs to be a profitable business in order for it to be available. And I also appreciate how amazing it is that we get to use this thing that they have poured billions of dollars into developing and we use it for free. And there are probably millions of other creators on Instagram just like me who have managed to start small businesses using this free platform as a way of connecting with an audience. And so I do really respect that they need to change the app in order to remain relevant and profitable. Where my tolerance for this kind of takes a nosedive is I do think that there needs to be a healthy balance between what the audience wants and what you think is going to be the best thing for the platform in the future based on looking what some at, at what another company is doing. So you could literally take any industry and you could say, okay, you know, another completely unrelated industry, what happens when one of the competitors develops something new and that new thing that they develop is really profitable? And you're looking at what they're doing and you're thinking, oh my gosh, I need to do that thing too. But in order to do that thing too, I need to completely screw over my current customer base. And I don't have an answer to this. I'm not some kind of big time business owner um, who understands all the nuances of making a decision like that. Um, I have been involved in businesses where things fundamentally changed in the industry and it does end up putting a lot of other businesses out of business. So I am sensitive to the fact that Instagram is trying to stay alive. And I, of course, I want Instagram to stay alive and healthy and happy. It just may not be a place that can be a healthy, happy place for a lot of the customers or the users that were there before because something has fundamentally changed. 
So the things that have changed, what are those things? So Instagram feels that because TikTok is so popular and TikTok is all short form video, that Instagram must be short form video as well. And they've, they've, they've not only allowed short form video on their platform, which would be completely fine and completely reasonable, but they have gone the extra and added step of actively pushing the platform to change. And they have, they have made these incentives, whether you realize that they're happening or not, you may be aware of how hard they're pushing this, or you may feel like this is just happening and you don't exactly know why, but Instagram is pushing everyone very, very, very quickly in a direction where people feel like in order to continue to engage on Instagram, that you must create reels. Otherwise, you're just posting into the wind and nobody is seeing what you're posting, which for some people is absolutely fine. Like, I get it. Some people just use Instagram as their own visual diary. And maybe they have 10 or 15 active people on Instagram that follow them. And they don't really necessarily care if those people ever see their content, they just enjoy the process of keeping that visual diary and maybe looking back on it themselves. Um, but I am a very, very social person in this sense. I get a lot out of the, the feedback that I get from other people. I love providing likes and comments to the accounts that I follow. So I do thrive in an environment where there is like reciprocal engagement but not everybody does. So you might not even care. You might listen to this and just be like, I've never felt the reciprocal engagement. I don't leave comments. I don't give people hearts. I don't save people's posts. Like I'm just not doing any of that. And if you're not doing any of that, then maybe the changes in Instagram won't even bother you at all. And you can just keep using Instagram. They have said that they will never, you know, get rid of photos. I hope that they're not lying when they say that. Um, then there's the other side of this, which is not us posting on our feeds, but the other side of this is scrolling our feeds and seeing what other people are posting. So some people enjoy watching reels. Other people like myself do not enjoy watching reels. I have a whole entire podcast episode about why I don't enjoy watching reels. It just has to do with my own visual sensitivity to movement. And a lot of reels are created without any regard for what the user experience of watching that reel is like. I've actually seen reels where there are photographs basically um, you know, coming one after the other after the other very, very quickly where it's almost like it looks like a strobe light effect. Like for me, that could trigger a migraine. I could feel super duper duper sick. Um, it could trigger a seizure in someone. I mean, they have, there are warnings on strobe lights for a reason. They do trigger seizures. And I've seen reels that literally feel like if I was, if I was a seizure sufferer, I would have just been triggered by that reel. Um, so that is a big, big, big part of the problem. 
and something that is driving me to even record this podcast episode. To me, that problem, the user experience of scrolling the feed on Instagram is tied for my biggest worry about the future of Instagram. So if enough people don't enjoy watching reels, if enough people really just loved scrolling through still photography, I do think that there's going to be kind of a point at which Instagram could just destroy itself in its attempt to save itself, which no one can control, you know? It's just like Instagram wants to be the industry leader. They feel like TikTok has taken their place. They can't stand the idea of being second and not making as much money or whatever or not having as much clout, you know, in the... in the. Silicon Valley or whatever, you know, in the world of not being the leader in this. And they kind of end up destroying themselves because they destroyed the user experience. Because truly there are enough people that preferred stills over reels. I, I don't know the answer to that. It's just questions that I'm asking and thinking about as this continues to progress. You know, the the CEO, Adam Moseri, has promised that Video is here to stay. It's not going anywhere. There's only going to be more and more video content on the platform. Get used to it. We're never going back to being mostly stills. Now, something that I find very, very interesting is that a lot of people are crying out and saying, we don't understand why Instagram can't just have two separate feeds one for photos and one for reels and let the user decide whether they want to scroll through still photography or scroll through videos and it makes a lot of sense to just leave well enough alone and say look we know we have to have video that's a totally rational choice at this point in the evolution of social media And so we're going to allow these reels. We're going to keep video on the platform. But if people don't want to see video for whatever reason, let's allow them to keep their peaceful, relaxed pace on the app and continue to enjoy the app. And I don't know why Instagram hasn't already allowed this choice for us. I can't imagine they don't have brilliant people who work there who don't already know that that is an option that they can program into the app and allow users to have. So I can only think that there is a very big reason that I don't understand why they haven't already done that. And maybe it has something to do with their desire to push us all into these reels so they feel that they can force us to create reels and if they allowed people to choose between still photography and video that they wouldn't be forcing all those people who enjoy stills to create reels because right now what's going on I mean if if you don't understand this then I'll explain it right here. What's going on is you have all these artists all over the world who are perfectly happy creating art, taking a beautiful photograph of it, posting it on Instagram with a description, and then engaging with people who left comments. 
And what has happened over the last many months is that Instagram has changed the algorithm yet again. And it becomes pretty clear pretty quickly that your still photography is not getting the engagement like it used to. And that there is this other thing that you're seeing on the app. You know, you're seeing these reels and you're like, oh my gosh, do I need to create content like that and post that? Is that what's going to get my content shown to the people that follow me? And so there was a time when it felt like that was very real, like in order to get seen or maybe even get more followers, you had to create reels. And that was going on for a couple months where if you created reels, you might have seen your engagement numbers go up. You might have seen, you know, um, your follower numbers go up and that kind of thing. And again, you probably don't care about this if you're not a business owner, but if you're trying to sell something, then you do care about your engagement. You do care about the number of followers that you have because the more followers you have, the more potential customers you have. And you're working very hard on your business and you want to reach as many people as you possibly can. That's totally a normal, sane, rational thing to do. I know I know that there will be people who will be listening to this. There will be people who will be saying, why do you care about how many followers you have? Why do you care about your engagement? You know, you should just be here to create art. You know, they can criticize me up and down the block, but I enjoy business. I was a business owner before I came to Instagram as an artist. And at the end of the day, my natural inclination was to be a business owner again. I did not, I couldn't have predicted I would become a business owner. I couldn't have predicted that I would enjoy Instagram as much, enjoy the community as much, want to become a content creator, but I did. Um, I now realize it's just like, how it's just what I'm naturally drawn to. And so I do, obviously, if I'm going to be putting my energy and effort into, into Instagram, it's a nice pat on the back to see your numbers grow and to see people liking your posts, commenting on them. Again, like I've mentioned before, I love the comments. I read every one of them. I oftentimes comment back. I just enjoy that connection with or with or without the business i enjoy that connection so anyway i've kind of gotten off track here but the point of what i was saying is that instagram was making it <clears throat> very intentionally so that people who were previously posting still photos would feel threatened and feel like they had to start posting reels and then they also made it so that the feed became like algorithm prep preferred, not algorithm preferred. What am I trying to say? The feed became reels preferred. So you would go onto your feed and you would start scrolling and you would see reel after reel after reel. And then, you know, of course, the people who are creating still photos are now becoming even more and more threatened. Like, oh my gosh, if I don't make reels, I'm never going to be seen again. And then the algorithm changed again. And this is the big doozy. This is the killer. This is the one that I'm most upset about. You may think the one I'm most upset about is the change to reels, but that's not what I'm the most upset about. So the thing that bothers me the most is that the algorithm that decides who is shown what when on the Instagram feed 
is now essentially designed to show you two things. Suggested accounts that you don't follow, that Instagram thinks you might want to follow, and product advertisements. So instead of the feed being photos and videos from accounts you have carefully selected that you want to follow, the feed is now, I'm just going to say it again, the feed is now suggested accounts, so posts from suggested accounts, and advertisements. This change, in my opinion, is the biggest, most destructive change of them all. So in order to balance out how big and destructive this change is, Instagram rolled out over many months of time an option for people where they can choose to scroll in chronological order the people that they follow. And I did, again, many months ago now, I did a whole podcast episode about this. For most people that I know of on Instagram, you now have access to this feature. So what you do is in the upper left corner of your Instagram screen where you see the logo Instagram. It's not on every screen in Instagram. It's on a very specific page, but essentially you'll know it when you see it because it'll say Instagram in the upper left corner. If you click on that word, it, can, it pulls down a little drop down menu where you can either choose following or favorites. And if you choose following, then your feed goes into the chronological order feed with no algorithm that I am aware of. So what that means is that it is a true backwards chronological feed from the most recent to, you know, everything everyone you follow has posted just in backwards chronological order. And this is not the Instagram of three years ago. This is the Instagram of 11 years ago where you just saw every single post from every person that you followed. So that's how Instagram used to be. But then at some point within the last, let's say four to five years, maybe longer, I don't exactly know when this change happened, Instagram instituted its own algorithm for picking and choosing from all of your followers the posts that were getting more engagement, the ones that they believed you would be more likely to like and comment on, and they would show you those posts as a preference over posts from people that you follow that we're not getting very much engagement. So the goal was to keep us on the app longer. The goal was to show us more of the best stuff, more of the most engaging stuff. And to be honest with you, that's the Instagram that I really got the most out of. So I find when I'm using the chronological feed, it is not as exciting to scroll through that feed as it was to scroll through the type of feed that they had like four years ago. Now the type of feed that we have today 
like I mentioned, where it's suggested posts and ads, that feed is completely not interesting to me. And I believe that that is completely not interesting to 99.9% .9 of people who use Instagram. And that was a huge, huge reason for the backlash that happened last week. So in addition to providing us with the option to look chronologically, Instagram has also provided us with an option to shut off suggested posts for 30 days. So every 30 days, I shut off suggested posts on the regular feed. And every once in a while, I will scroll through the regular feed. So I will forget that I'm supposed to go click on chronological and I'll just open up Instagram and I'll start scrolling because at this point it's just a habit. So I start scrolling and I see reel after reel after reel. And then I realize, oh, I have forgotten to go chronological. And then I go click on chronological and I only last there for so long before I honestly get a little bit bored. So I am spending way, way, way less time on the app overall, which was not Instagram's intention. So what Instagram wanted was to keep people engaged for hours on end, like what happens on TikTok when people get sucked down the rabbit hole of TikTok and they have suggested reel after suggested reel and they're all so fun and so funny and so perfect and so inspiring and so beautiful that people literally cannot stop scrolling, right? It just becomes a total addiction. They have no control. They are so, their mind is just under so much control by how targeted this content is to them personally that they don't shut it off and they just scroll for endless amounts of time. That's, that's Instagram's goal because that's how Instagram will make the most amount of money because in between the reels, you know, maybe they show you three reels in a row before they show you an ad. The longer they can keep you on the app, the more ads they can show you and the more ad revenue they generate. And again, I'm not going to I'm not going to diss Instagram for wanting to make money. I mean, I get it. It's a business. They're not doing this out of charity. My interest is not in Instagram not making money. My interest is in preserving what I loved. And at the end of the day, I mean, I'm, I'm a mature woman at this point. I realize I cannot control Instagram. I am but one tiny, tiny speck of sand, grain of sand or whatever in, in all the sands, you know, covering the planet Earth. What I say has no bearing. What I want has no bearing on what happens. I'm making this podcast episode because I've got to figure out what my next place is going to be if it's not going to be on Instagram. Now, I'm not saying I'm ditching Instagram. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I'm taking that app off my phone. I'm deleting it. I'm done with Instagram. Oh my gosh, you know, I can't stand you anymore. I, I hope and I pray every day that they figure out a way to be profitable and maintain the wonderful user experience that I have grown to love. 
But in the chance that it's not possible, like maybe the way things are right now, it is just not possible for them to maintain what I have grown to love and what I believe everyone who is listening to this will agree with, like we have all really loved, then I think we have to start thinking about how do we get the inspiration and the connection that we long for not on Instagram, sadly. Um, I hope it never comes to this, but it looks like it's coming dangerously close to this. So things that I have been thinking about that I want to just review here are Facebook groups, which is ironic in and of itself since it's the same company. So I'm seeing a lot more engagement in my Facebook groups than before. A lot of the participants in fodder school are only engaging with their content in the Facebook groups and they are no longer taking the time to post their photos and their descriptions on Instagram. They are using their time judiciously where it's going to be, you know, the most appreciated, which is in the private Facebook groups for fodder school one and fodder school two. And if that's where we go and that's a different kind of connection, it's also algorithm controlled and also controlled by meta. And I just know that my user experience on the Facebook groups is kind of, you know, the jury is a little bit out on it. It's, it's like people post stuff and it's great. I see their wonderful photos. But in, I mean, uh, Facebook kind of seems like they're holding back on us. Like there's a lot of people posting in those groups every day, but it's not as easy to see everyone's posts. They are shuffling the order around. They're doing something in there. It's, it's not chronological order. It's not like, oh, you can go into the Facebook group and you can see what everyone has posted. You, you, you would have to keep scrolling and you'd see posts repeating themselves that you've already seen. So it's not like, oh wow, you know, we can just easily move from Instagram on, into these private Facebook groups. Also, we can't necessarily trust Facebook to keep things the way that they are. So I have a lot of just kind of distrust at this point for the company, um, just as far as meeting my needs for myself, my own inspiration, and as a business owner. The other thing about private Facebook groups is they're very um, specific, let's say, to the subject matter. And I really appreciated that with Instagram, I was getting visual input from many, many different things. So I wasn't just looking at collage or just looking at art journaling or just looking at painting. I was looking at all of it. I was looking at, you know, houseplants and recipes and all the things that I'm interested in all rolled up into one experience. And that experience for me as an artist is way more inspiring as a creator um, in seeing different things. So in the private Facebook groups, they are wonderful, but they are not the same type of inspiration for creators they are a great way for people within a group to connect with each other and show everyone what they're making but they may not stretch you 
um, creatively as much as an Instagram feed would have. So, okay, so private Facebook groups, that's one option. Another option, which is similar but not exactly the same as a private Facebook group, is actually something called Circle. I don't know how many people who are listening to this podcast will be familiar at this point with Circle. I have very little experience with it. I just, I know that it exists. And what it is, is it's a plug-in to a teachable classroom where you have like a self-contained community that is not controlled by an algorithm and it's a way for people to communicate with each other, show their work, um, comment on each other's posts, give helpful suggestions, ask questions and all of that stuff. Um, but it's not, you know, run by Facebook. Like it's actually a service that a business owner has to pay for and install into their teachable platform. So that's an option in the future if, you know, if the Facebook groups and the Instagram just become untenable, um, we can always switch over to this thing called Circle. The other thing is that I could just go to different types of ways of communicating. Mostly I'm thinking a combination of making more podcast episodes because I do really love the thoughtfulness of the podcast episodes. They are very, very time consuming. That's the reality. And, and we can talk about that. It's just why is Instagram so popular for creators? Because you get a ton of, of bang for your time. Essentially, you can create something that's very impactful in a relatively short amount of time, like taking a photograph, editing it on your phone, and writing an interesting description, you can do all of that within 20 minutes. Um, creating a podcast episode is anywhere from a three to eight hour process, maybe even longer. I mean, if I was to really invest the time that it would really take to make this podcast really good, I would have notes created for it and all sorts of other things that I just have never invested the time in. I've, I've done this podcast as low level as I can while still maintaining that it is a podcast, but not adding in any additional features that take me a lot more time because it's already pretty time consuming. But I do really enjoy that way of communicating. And I do think that as I'm pushed more and more off of Instagram, I will naturally gravitate to recording more and more podcast episodes. The other thing that I'm seriously considering is going back to blogging. I had to take a little break there because there were some loud noises outside and I had to, I had to change location. So I'm in a different room of my house right now. I might sound different because of that. I also just ate a little piece of chocolate. Anyway, my final thought in this whole kind of mess right now. Oh, there's the noise again. Okay. I don't know if you can hear that noise. So I'm just going to wrap this up pretty quickly. My thought is that possibly blogging could be a place to focus my creative energy at this point. I'm not totally sure. I, I was a blogger for a very long time. Having a blog was definitely a part-time job. 
that I don't know if I necessarily have time for at this point in my life. But I loved, loved, loved the writing process and the self-expression, also the connection with the community, um, being connected with other bloggers, being connected with people who left comments. We were a very, very tight-knit community for many, many years. And when Instagram became more and more popular, a lot of bloggers just essentially started Instagram accounts and then quickly kind of stopped blogging because Instagram essentially fulfilled the same needs that people have and the same creative ex expressions that people have, but in a much quicker and easier way of doing it with a much, much, much wider reach. So I'm just trying to figure out where I wanna go with this. The unfortunate thing about all of it is energetically, it is kind of like sucking the life out of my creativity. So where I was once incredibly enthusiastic um, and you know would bounce out of bed in the morning and go right into my studio to make stuff, and I was so happy to be making and photographing and engaging and inspiring and communicating and all of the things that I love to do, all of the things that make me tick and make me a happy person. In the last couple of months, my energy has been more and more drawn into just the thought that this isn't working for me. Like the, the changes in Instagram don't feel like Instagram is a place that I can survive on in the long run and it's not meeting my needs as far as it's no longer meeting my needs of inspiring me and being that place where I find that connectivity as much as I used to. It's not completely gone. Like let's just say if I put up, you know, a couple great photographs and a really thoughtful thing in the description, I can definitely feel that sense of connectivity with everyone and we can definitely have a really engaging conversation. And maybe, maybe I'm mostly just occupying a space where I'm afraid of losing that, but because I am in that space of being afraid of losing that, like a lot of my mental energy now is being spent at planning for the future and thinking about, you know, what is gonna be next for me and how am I going to get what I need and help you get what you need and, I don't know, I mean, creating this podcast episode is really just another way of informing people, educating people, opening up community dialogue into even possibly deeper things than many of us are currently communicating about. I mean, I know there is a lot of conversation about Instagram. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention, another thing is, you know, is there another app that's already out there that could possibly replace Instagram. And there is another app out there, it's called Vero, capital V, capital E, capital R, capital O. It's actually been around for many, many years at this point. It's not currently a replacement for Instagram just because you know any app needs to develop over a long period of time before it becomes truly user-friendly and great and exactly what people want and need. And Instagram hit it for a long time. They were exactly what people wanted and needed. Um, with Vero, 
I would say it's good. It's just not great. It's not like, oh, you know, it's a it's an apples to apples thing and you're just going to go straight from Instagram into Vero and you're going to be so excited by Vero that you're never going to open Instagram again. That's that is not going to happen. Um going onto Vero at this point feels like you're kind of like a pioneer, like, you know, you're moving into another territory when that territory hasn't been developed yet. You know, you're not the first settler there, but you're definitely not coming when the society is like peaking. Um, you're going in pretty early. So I did open up a Vero account. It's at Willow Wanders. There's no dot in the middle because they wouldn't let me. Um, so it's just one word, Willow Wanders. And I am going to post, I think whenever I post photos on Instagram, I'm going to cross post and also post on Vero. Um, it is an opportunity, I think, for people to develop relationships with people that maybe it was harder to develop relationships with on Instagram because maybe you were following a lot of accounts that were already kind of big and crowded. And this is kind of an opportunity to be seen in a way where something is more like from the ground up. So it's like, if someone follows me on Vero, I'm much more likely to notice that someone has followed me and possibly follow them back. Whereas with Instagram, it's difficult, the bigger you get to even like know the individual accounts that are following you new every day. Um, cause it's just hard to catch it and nobody would have like the amount of time to like check into every single new account that was following you. Once you hit a certain threshold, it's just, you know, you can't spend all day on Instagram. Um, so Vero is an opportunity to actually have like a pretty tight knit community at this point. So I'm kind of looking at, you know, maybe Vero will provide something but I'm, I'm also not seeing the comments necessarily like the dialogue really developing it's more like we're just posting a photo here and it gets a couple likes but no one seems to be really conversing and maybe at the end of the day for me like the photography on Instagram was just 50% of it and the other 50% of it was the real thoughtful connections that we all had together. And I think that, you know, I can look other places for visual inspiration, but it's gonna be a lot harder to find that place where I truly felt like I was at home, I could connect, I could make real friends, I could start a business that meant something to people, that meant something to me. And for me, the changes in Instagram will be something that will go down as one of the bigger sadnesses in my life. But it is what it is. I can't control people, places, and things. I can't control, <laughs> certainly can't control meta. And I'll survive, and we will all survive. And hopefully there will be something better at the end of this situation where it works for more people or it works better for even you know me who knows but that's all i've got guys i hope you enjoyed listening i hope i wasn't too crazy wordy but those are all my thoughts on the current state of instagram have an awesome awesome rest of your day and thank you for listening Thank you.
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Show Up or Shut Up with Wendy Solganic. If you've made some art or craft while you listened, take a photo of it, post it to Instagram, and tag me at willa.wanders so I can see what you were up to. And if you feel like what we talked about here spoke to you today, please hit the subscribe button so that you will be the first to know about new episodes of this podcast. Have a wonderful day. Go create something, anything, and I hope you find your flow.